Before we get started today, I wanted to let you in on a little something I've been working on over the past five or six months. For parents of teenagers, there's a lot of pressure and confusion around getting them ready for life beyond high school, whether that's college or something else. So many options to consider, so much to know about college prep and admissions, and crucial development that needs to happen in students' lives during this time. Well, it would be fantastic if every parent could hire a one-on-one consultant or counselor to walk them through the junior high and high school years, but that's just not financially viable for most people. So I'm putting together digital courses designed to walk you through everything I think you need to know. I spent 10 years in academic advising at two different universities, and that experience gave me a lot of insight into how parents navigate the teen years well and some of the pitfalls they may encounter. These digital courses are designed to pass on that experience to you in an affordable, go-at-your-own-pace format that you can go back to over and over again as you reach new milestones. They are still in the works, but if it's something you're interested in learning more about when they're ready to go, the best thing you can do is join my email list. I'll put the link in the show notes below so that you can do that easily. And if there's anything you really like for me to cover in these courses, please feel free to let me know. Your questions help me stay relevant. So that's the big news. So excited to share it with you today. But let's get to the episode. You're listening to the Strategic College and Career Planning Podcast. As a parent of a high schooler, you are the perfect person to prepare and guide him or her through decisions about college selection, taking college credit in high school, deciding on a major, and actually thriving in the post-high school experience. But in my experience working in higher education, I found too many parents and students are overwhelmed by their options, confused about how to achieve their goals, and lack hope for their future. My name is Leah Smith, and I'm bound and determined to enable young people to find and achieve their calling and help high school families make wise decisions in pursuit of their educational, vocational, and financial goals. Through bite-sized episodes covering a wide variety of college and career topics, we'll cut through the mystery and set you up to make great decisions. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. This conversation is going to be a continuation of the conversation that I started last week with Maddie Whitmore. So if you haven't listened to last week's podcast episode yet, I recommend that you stop this one right now and go back and listen to the one from last week as it will provide a lot more context for the conversation that we're about to have today. But if you have listened to it already, then welcome and we'll get started. Digging a little bit deeper into these competing goals that we see, how would you recommend that a parent navigate those competing priorities or competing goals between the institution itself, the U.S. government, their own personal goals and the goals of their students, and really looking out for the best interest of their student? How do they make decisions in light of those conflicting goals? That's a great question. I would say that first is to be clear and honest about what your goals are. 
mm-hmm. as an individual, as a family, for your student, what your students' goals are, and then do what you can to find a college or a university, a community college, a technical college that lines up best with those goals while recognizing that anyone you talk to from those institutions, um, they have their own goals that they're trying to meet. That was something that we learned day one of my higher education masters was that institutions have competing goals and that's what makes them really complex organizations and individuals, departments, uh, even schools like a college within the university, all of those have conflicting and competing goals with one another. And it makes sense then that we also would have goals that differ from the institution as people who are helping our kids apply to college or um, trying to apply ourselves. So get really real about what you want out of your college experience and figure out what questions to ask of the institutions you're looking at to figure out if they can help you meet those goals. I think it's the first place to start. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, one of the things that it reminded me of was just the, the perspective that has developed probably since the mid 1900s of students and families starting to view themselves as customers and viewing the institution as something that they are hiring or paying for is that they're paying for the degree. And so that makes them the customer. Well, in our world of the customer is always right, that creates a power dynamic, we could say, between the family and the institution where the families feel like they should be treated as a customer and and they should be always right. Well, then on the other hand, you have staff and faculty who believe that their ultimate goal is to educate and develop students and that that happens by challenging them and by holding them accountable and by asking hard things of them and and not always giving them their way. And that can cause a lot of conflict between the family and the institution when those two, at the very base level, those two goals aren't necessarily aligning with each other. And it makes sense when one party thinks that they're a customer and the other party does not see them that way, it's going to be a, it's going to be a complicated issue. The other thing that it brings to my mind is when you're talking about a family really defining what the goal is for them, we know that for some students, the goal is they get a good job. And we're talking about that social mobility concept that that is still or should be, hopefully is still part of the higher education experience, at least to a certain extent. And so we know that people with bachelor's degrees tend to make a higher salary. And we could talk all about how, well, if they have a bunch of loans, it's not going to matter, but maybe that's a different conversation for a different day. But we do know that the stats show us bachelor's degree, master's degree, you're going to have higher earning potential. And so it can theoretically create some of that social mobility. And so for a lot of families, that is the ultimate goal. 
And then for other families who don't necessarily need that social mobility because they're already on the top of the social ladder, I guess we could say it that way, they have the privilege of looking at college or university more from the perspective of personal development. So my hope for every student is that they end college with more opportunities than they had when they started, that they do develop personally and socially and cognitively and morally and all of those things, and that they meet their individual goals. But I know for some students that for some students, that's a really easy thing. And for other students, that doesn't just happen. So can you talk about especially how higher education, how the system is set up so that not every student has the same opportunity to develop in that way or achieve the goals that they want to achieve? And then how on the front end, how parents can think about really setting their students up to achieve the goals that they have for them, regardless of their socioeconomic status or or their ethnic background or race or whatever? I think first, we need to be very honest that there is there are two purposes of college depending on an individual's background. One is primarily for social mobility. You get in, you spend as little money as possible, you get out and you graduate as quickly as possible to get a job and to pay off those loans or to get into the workforce. And then for other students, college represents a time of extended adolescence, coming of age, of exploration, of it doesn't matter what you major in, just do what you like, get involved. And that is not necessarily a luxury that everybody has. Some students need to spend two years at a community college because of the cost, and then they can transfer to the university that they wanted to be at initially. Others can spend four, five years finishing their degree at one institution. So it doesn't help anyone to not have an honest look and conversation about which of those goals meets your needs best. And there's no shame in either of them. Both of them should probably learn from the other one. <laughs> in a case. Um, I think about that too with um, the consumer mindset that uh, parents who say we're the customer and we are always right, but then the faculty and staff say, no, you're not. Both should learn from each other a little bit in that um, reducing your student to a customer of their education really reduces the preferred purpose of college, of learning, of being challenged to growth. And then the institution should realize that students are paying a lot of money, students and their families, for this education. And I do think that institutions tend to cater more towards the group of students that we just mentioned that have the luxury of exploring college, not for social mobility, because they represent monetary gain to the institution. But let's say that your ideal college experience is for social mobility. You still, as a customer of your education, you're still paying a lot of money. You have the right to ask questions of your institution 
of how are you going to support me while I'm here? What basic needs resources do you have? Like food pantry or um, borrowing nice clothes for interviews, housing. What's the cost, the real cost of living here in this city? You have the right to ask those same questions, to ask different questions if you need to, but you still have the right to do that. So that being said, I think that also adds to the conversation, this idea that access to college is different than an equitable experience in college. So even if your main goal for college is to do time at a community college and then transfer to a state school university, you still, as a customer, as someone paying good money, uh, you know, foregoing earning potential of working full-time at this point in your life of taking out loans, you still have the right to an education that is more reminiscent of exploration and development and involvement. Just because you may have a different path doesn't mean that you are not also uh, worthy of having that sort of college experience as well. Because when we reduce college to just getting a job, we're reducing both students who want social mobility and those who, you know, want to explore and then they'll be okay. They'll find a job because of connections or familial wealth or things like that. We're reducing both of those types of students to um, economic beings. And what we really want is for college to be a place where people develop as individuals, as you know, future parents, future neighbors, future spouses, citizens of their communities, which we've really lost at this point in history when, I, I mean, it makes sense. We're at a really economically precarious point in history. It makes sense that a college degree is a way to have a more stable income, more stable work. It makes sense that we have made college out to be for that purpose alone. And that's not a bad thing. And it's important to, if you want to, to go to college and have that reason for it. That's okay. But on that journey, you're still going to end up with a degree. You're still going to make connections in college. On that journey, it's important to make sure you're at an institution that supports your total well-being and not just your future earning potential. And so it's important to ask your institution that you're looking into those types of questions to be sure that you're going to have that equitable experience, even if your journey looks a little different. Yeah, awesome. Okay, well, I feel like we have really laid a good foundation and framework for understanding the purpose of college. And hopefully parents can see how they and their students fit into this. I have a question for you, Maddie, as we close up. When you think about the future of higher education, what do you want the purpose to become? And maybe it's, I I think it probably is some of what we've already touched on, but what would you like the fuller purpose to become? And how do you want to see us get there? That's a huge question. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) you can boil it, boil it down to a couple minutes. What are your thoughts on that? 
No, that's a great question. And it's important for us to dream unrealistically so that hopefully we can get there someday. I feel that higher education is in a really interesting spot. I uh, sort of think we are in a bubble that is bound to burst. I don't know how much more expensive college can get until something changes or till that bubble pops. Um, So that will be something really interesting to see. I think that people are looking for more creative ways to finance their educations, to get college credit while in high school, for example, by going to community college, um, things like that. But where I would love to see higher education go, I think in a perfect world, if I had a magic wand, um, we would have a lot more support financially for um, individuals who cost is their main barrier towards a more exploratory college experience. There are really elite schools who have no loan policies, for example, which are a little bit of a misnomer. Um, That doesn't mean you won't be paying for parts of your education, but those schools are definitely some to look into. Um, But there are schools that are moving in a really positive direction of wanting socioeconomic status to be far less of a barrier than it is right now to receiving a really well-rounded holistic education. So I would love for more schools to emphasize that. Um, I wish that colleges and universities would make greater sacrifices for their most vulnerable members, those who are economically insecure in terms of food insecurity or housing insecurity, um, things like that. So I think I would love to see higher education have a really generous, creative, imaginative response to these problems that we're seeing now. We would have, in my perfect world, we would have more government spending on higher education, higher Pell Grants. Tuition would just be lower in general. Um, that schools would find creative ways to cut costs so that we can provide more students, not with reducing quality, but cutting, you know, trimming the fat a little bit, um, the excesses of college and, and universities, I think. So I would just hope for a, like I said, a generous response, um, a generous environment for our students and allow everyone the opportunity to have the college experience that they want, not that they feel they need to have or are limited by, because of financial constraints. But Beautiful. Someday, keep dreaming. Someday. <laughs> we'll keep right. working. Yes, we will. Yes, you will. Well, you will for sure. All right. Well, Maddie, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm so glad that my listeners got to hear from you and I appreciate your thoughtfulness in approaching this issue. Thanks so much for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave a kind rating and review so more families find this information and encouragement. 
hope you found this episode helpful. Just wanted to let you know that we can make much more progress through personal coaching. Please check out my website at callingandcollegiateconsulting.com to continue the conversation and learn more about coaching opportunities for you and your child. I'll be sure to include a link to my website in the show notes below. So much is possible for your student, but very little just happens. I'm excited to help you strategically plan for their future.